What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anthe Up. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis here. Thanks to Farm the Sawdust Podcast Network. Uh, Adam, I, I don't even know what I just witnessed on Monday Night Football. Um, in the realm that's so 2020, uh, did we even remotely think the bank be upsetting the Steelers like this and turning fantasy leagues upside down? So many games were riding on Juju, on Claypool, on uh, Deontay Johnson, on Big Ben. Man, and the Steelers put up the craptastic of all craptastic performances. Yeah, this was unbelievable because this was the perfect get right spot for the Steelers. And I had tweeted out, this was the perfect get right spot, dot, 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 for the Bengals, apparently. Because, man, they played <laughs> they played inspired football in the first half. They were physical. I mean, look, the Steelers have looked really bad for several weeks now. We discussed it last week feeling like they probably wouldn't win in the first round of the playoffs. And that was after last week's game. And here, I know, look, I, I say it all the time. Divisional games are tough. No excuse here. The Bengals are putrid right now. There's no Joe Burrow, Ryan Finley. We know he's not good. I mean, this is inexcusable. And then they lose Tyler Boyd early in the game to a concussion. I mean, this is crazy. And it was all because of Pittsburgh's turnovers. You know, they had three turnovers that set up the Bengals' touchdowns. But they just have played really poorly, whatever the reasons are. I mean, the offense has become really easy to defend. Ben Roethlisberger can't throw the deep ball. It's been it's been that way the whole year, and it's caught up to them in a major way. 4.5 yards per uh, completion tonight, just not getting it done. And they tried a couple times to go deep, and Ben couldn't get the ball out there. So teams know they're running these short routes, and they're like, all right, catch it. We'll knock the crap out of you. And that's what they did. It can't really run the football. I know Benny Snell had a decent game tonight, but you saw a third and one late in the game. I mean, they were ready for it. Uh, this team has been unable to run the ball most of the year. Uh, if you had to use Benny Snell tonight, you know, you, you, he came through. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better game. 84 yards rushing on 18 carries, a touchdown, even caught uh, three passes for 23 yards. We usually don't see him often in the pass situations. We saw a lot of Jalen Sams last week. So if you waited on Connor, and Snell was your backup. I mean, it worked out. I hope people didn't wait on Connor. I had him like, I don't know, 30, 31, 32 in the rankings because basically saying, hey, don't start this guy. And especially since he was on the injury report with a quad. So I hope people didn't wait and get stuck with a zero. But this was just awful. I mean, really, the only guy who came through for you on Pittsburgh, Snell, obviously, if you used him, and Deontay Johnson, again, another guy where I couldn't believe, oh, should I play him? You play him, man. He played the second half last week. He was like 18th at receiver for me. There was no doubt. Uh, 13 targets, eight catches, 59 yards, and a touchdown. They didn't drop any passes, so he came through. But anyone else on Pittsburgh? I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, if you needed him, gave you a shit. 170 passing yards and one touchdown. Juju Smith-Schuster, oh my goodness, three for 15. Uh, got the ball knocked out, which they initially called an incompletion, and we know it was a fumble. Claypool, I mean, Claypool, you shouldn't be surprised at. We've kind of seen him trending down the last couple weeks. But if you really needed him... Against the Bengals, I get it. Eric Ebron got hurt in this game early, finishes with a zero. I mean, across the board for Pittsburgh, I mean, this was just a putrid performance. And now they've fallen all the way to the three seed, and they're not even a lock to win this division. They're a game ahead of the Browns. They play the Colts next week. That's a game they can lose. Meanwhile, the Browns play the Jets. And if they both, you know, if Pittsburgh loses, Browns win, 
Week 17 sets up Pittsburgh-Cleveland for the division. So maybe that's the game we see Sunday night. Just insane. Just absolutely insane. This this week has just uh, really turned things up upside down. Um, you know, the, the AFC North is is crazy. Uh Patriots eliminated from the from contention. Um, you know, I guess the South and the and the West are pretty uh pretty much the same, but uh, man, this is this is bonkers. This is absolutely bonkers. And then you look at what's going on over in the NFC. Um, and it's it's literally just as uh, as chaotic. You've got the East, which, you know, who the hell knows what happens there? That's just that's terrible. The Packers are locked. But then you've got, you know, uh, and the Saints are locked. But you got the Bucks who are uh, who are fighting for a spot. Seattle and the Rams like I, the Rams, the Rams blew such an unbelievable opportunity um, by by taking a crap against the Jets. I mean, this is. This this is really turning a lot of a lot of nonsense upside down, man. It's crazy. It, yeah, it's Seattle really Seattle, nuts. Seattle plays the Rams next week. If Seattle wins that game, they win the division. Yeah, that's uh, you know what, man. That's going to be an interesting game. I mean, well, we you and I talked about this last night. Would you start Russell Wilson against the Rams? Um, I mean, that is just that. That's. This is bonkers, dude. This is bonkers. Players being shut down. Um, I mean, this is just uh, this is oh, yeah. this is really turning into craziness. You bring up that Rams game, and we find out today Cam Akers high ankle sprain. He's not playing next week. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he. So did he? He. I guess he. I wonder. Oh, I wonder if they gave him a shot, and that's why he came back because he came back and played with it wrapped up. So I wonder if he. If they gave him some type of shot, and then today it was just like, oh wow, this is really bad because he came back and played on it, right? So, yeah, that's brutal. I mean, that's brutal, man. I mean, you could have been in a situation where you didn't get Cam Maker's big blow up week. You had him on the bench. You said, okay, I'm definitely playing him against the Jets. Comes up small, like, well, I got him for the championship next week, and he's not playing. I just can't Cam <laughs> because Akers, because he got like, hurt in a in a crap meaningless game against the Jets. Well, it wasn't meaningless. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Wow, man. It's just, it's crazy. Uh, but, you know, that's one of the things we like about the NFL. Look, there's clearly parity this year. I think the Chiefs are clearly the best team, but they can be beaten. There's no question about it. You know, the Raiders beat them this year. They they haven't covered the spread. What is it? Five straight weeks, right? Chiefs haven't covered the spread? Yeah. Well, it depends on what your line was yesterday. If it was three, it was a push. It, it went up to three and a half, I guess, at some spots. But basically, they haven't covered the spread in like five weeks. So, uh, look, I, I think they're the best team. And the only way they lose is if they beat themselves, turn it over. I mean, I think the Bills are dangerous. I mean, you, Josh Allen is just – I've just impressed with his improvement. You could just see it. There are plays that you watch him where – Last year, he would have taken off and run. Now he stops, looks for the man downfield. He's just playing really well. Uh, they move up to the two right now. And then, you know, Indianapolis is a solid team. Cleveland, you know, if Cle Cleveland just needs the game script to go their way, though. Like, yeah, they, they need an early lead. They get an right. early lead, and then they can just run the ball. And you that's, don't, that's it. You, you don't want to rely on Baker trying to lead you back. I think that's going to set up for failure. And and we can't count out the Ravens. No. No, you can't count out the Ravens who have definitely been playing some better ball and Lamar Jackson looks a lot better right now. I mean, this is 
That's it's pretty crazy, man. It's pretty crazy the way the the way the playoffs are uh, are set up, and the fact that you've got the seventh team now. I mean, what is it? So it's Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and the Chiefs right now. Um, well, Tennessee and the and the Colts are are leading, so that's four. And then you've got Miami, you've got Cleveland, you've got the Colts, the Ravens. Yeah, so I think right now Baltimore's on the outside. Yeah, Baltimore's in. on the outside behind Miami. They don't have the tie. Miami's got the tiebreaker. Yeah, based on percentage and conference games. So, yeah, Miami's got the Raiders on Saturday, and Baltimore has the Giants, right? Um. Yeah. 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 Who does my? Let me see. Who does Miami play Week Seventeen? Can they lose? I mean, they could lose to the Raiders. They play. Oh, they're at the Bills in Ooh. Week Seventeen. And the Bills might need that game to lock up a two. I don't know. Is the two seed as important anymore? Um, I mean, I guess for for possible home field advantage, but obviously only right. one in team case on the Kansas bot. City goes down. Yeah, if KC if... goes down, could you imagine that the the road to the playoffs has to go through Buffalo? Oh man, did you see those fans waiting for the airport when the Bills came back? Oh. Dude, it was like, oh, it was, it was oh, COVID, was COVID well, smeared all over that. I, 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 that was my first thing. I'm like, yeah, they all have masks, but you're all in a crowd. But, but hey, look, those guys jump through tables and fire. So not, I'm not surprised. <laughs> you think COVID's going to scare them? Right. Bill's mob is like, COVID, yeah, whatever. we're COVID, fine. Yeah, we're going to live through this. We'll just jump through a table and we'll be good <laughs> in the cold. Maybe if the COVID was wrapped in barbed wire, it would have a fighting <laughs> chance against us. But it doesn't. Well, I'll tell you this. I know the Bengals won tonight. I don't see the Ravens losing their last two games. Home to the Giants at the Bengals. I can't. The one thing about the Ravens, they pummel bad teams. They don't play around. They pummel them. So I don't see the Ravens losing the last two games. Uh, I will say this. Tell me if you agree. Miami's been a great story. I think Baltimore is more exciting to watch than Miami. 100%. So I'd rather see Baltimore get in. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Miami's. Oh, absolutely, dude. I, listen, you know, Miami's a great feel good story and their defense has been fantastic. But watching their offense on the field is not an entertaining thing. Listen, I like Salvin Ahmed, right? I, him and Miles Gaskin are, you know, they can be entertaining runners to watch. But uh, Tua is not exciting to watch for me. And, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's not a. It's not a high octane, high energy offense that that excites me. It really isn't. So, you know, would I rather see Lamar Jackson and J.K. Dobbins in the uh, in the play? Absolutely. Wow. So, imagine a first round of Buffalo, Baltimore. What a what a shit draw that would be for the for the Bills. For the Bills, right? yeah, I think so. I agree. And then the, right now, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, and they play this week, and then Tennessee, Cleveland. That was an excellent first round. Obviously, this all can change. Wow. We're just looking at what it is. Derrick Henry versus Nick Chubb. Lamar Jackson versus Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Yeah. And then and then <laughs> fucking Big Ben and, and those knuckleheads against the Colts defense. I mean, Miami Buffalo could play two weeks in a row because they yeah. play week 17. And if Miami gets in as the seven and Buffalo is the two, they play them again. Right? Four times in one year. When was the last time that ever happened? No, that would be three. Oh, yeah, yeah, three. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I got ahead of myself. It's all right, you did. You're like, wait a second. Oh, yeah. 
preseason oh no there were no preseason and they usually don't play them but uh yeah Sorry, was doing math in my head listen man i'm still like you know i'm in like celebration mode it was like the easiest day in the world today you know, it was like i didn't even like it didn't even bother me to like you know answer questions about the jets you already talked me out of that crazy tree last night when you were like it's the rams fault if you got to be mad at anybody you gotta be mad it was, at the dude, rams. it was man it's not like the jets did anything crazy in that game they, no, you know, no, they, no. they were conservative. It's they, it was just the Rams were just so bad, so bad. Just like the play calling on the third and four and fourth and four at the end. I mean, just drove me nuts. Like you're, you're throwing a, a fly pattern along the sideline to Cam Akers, who was hurt. I mean, what are you doing? You have Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, and you need four yards to get a first down and keep it going. And then on the next play, you throw deep again. I think was that to Higby? I don't know, but I'm just like. The Rams were just so, so bad. It's not like the Jets went out there and played like this phenomenal game. They were okay. Nothing great. It was the Rams, I think, that just were absolutely putrid. Yeah. So you talked me down off of that ledge yesterday, which made everything fine That to the point where it was like, again, you know, sitting there last night watching Sunday night football, sweating the, the matchup against Truck, but you know, knowing in my other matchups that it didn't matter to me what Nick Chubb did at all. Um, you know, so it was like, and then coming into tonight's game, it was like, all right. I mean, I'm pulling for Jen Piacenti to, to beat Billy Hayes in the, uh, in the GST league. But again, I have, I have no dog in this race. I have no, no skin in the game. I didn't play a showdown slate. Thankfully. I mean, I would have oh, put Gio in, I would have put Gio in my captain seat, but no, you wouldn't have. Totally would have. What, what could possibly go wrong putting Gio Bernard in your captain seat facing the Steelers? The only people who did that were, and this goes back to the conversation we had yesterday. And if you didn't listen to our podcast yesterday, it was great as it always is. So check that one out. Cause we talked a little bit about DFS and contest selection and how the showdown slates are basically a lottery ticket. If you play one or two lineups, but if you played 150, someone's probably like, oh, yeah, I'll put Gio on the captain. No one's going to put him there. And then he goes out and has two touchdowns after <laughs> basically bent. So that's where it comes into play. I mean, someone, I don't know if any, I'm sure someone put Gio on the captain spot again. Someone who put in 100, 150 lineups and said, oh, let me put Gio and Finley in there. Yeah, you know, Bengals defense. I mean, that's the crazy part. Like, you couldn't have seen this coming. So I'm sure a lot of people wasted money tonight. But uh, I'm seeing something here that's interesting. So if the Steelers lose to the Colts next week, and the Titans lose to the Packers, and the Bills beat the Patriots, the Bills lock up the two seed, and they might rest players in Week 17 versus the Dolphins. Yeah. It's certainly possible, right? If you're the Bills and you lock up the two seed, and you're playing Miami knowing you could face them the next week again, and they already are division rivals that know you well, would you even do anything? No, I mean, you, you, know, you never want to tip your hand like that. That was one of the reasons why it was so bad last year. But, you know, again, I don't really understand the schedule makers who put divisional games like, you know, two weeks, you know, three weeks apart from each other. Right. And it's, it's like, happened. Dude, it, it's happened with what? Atlanta, Tampa. Yeah. Uh, Indy. Houston. It, yeah. Last year, Tennessee, Houston at the tail end of the season. Yeah. I, I don't get that either. Like two times in three weeks. Like, come on. I know the schedule can be complex. Guys got computers, man. Figure this out. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. 
Uh, the dude who won the million dollar uh, prize on uh, on the showdown slate on DK. Let me guess. He either had Geo or Finley in the captain, or neither. Deontay. Nope. Bengals defense. Benny Snell. Oh, okay. What was it, okay? What there's was his, his lineup: Benny Snell, Ben mm-hmm. Roethlisberger. Uh, Deontay Johnson, Ryan Finley, Gio Bernard, and Austin Siebert. It was <laughs> it, it was this dude's uh, 116th lineup see, that he that he built. That, that's what I hate, man. I mean, look, just because you put in 150 doesn't mean you can win. But it's like, come on, man. I, that's why I can't get in those, man. I just can't. Me neither, dude. So showdown slates suck. I hate they showdown should- slates. Oh, look at this. There's some some big old nasty lineup train that uh, that got burnt. Here you go. So, so far here, places, uh, yeah, eighth place, um, all the way down to, wait a second, let me, so eight through 49, all had the same fucking lineup here with Geo in the captain seat, uh, Big Ben, Deontay Johnson, Ryan Finley, Benny Snell, AJ Green. And all of these people obviously got their lineup from the same lineup generator because it's all, they're all multi lineup entries. Well, this one's a, a, a single one, but they're pretty much all multi lineups, which means that somebody's generator, whatever it was, uh, you know, fantasy yeah, cruncher or whatever. It's easy to have the same lineup on a showdown slate. Yeah. From a generator. It's crazy, dude. Oh, it's crazy. Such a such yeah, a it's good a, money if you can get it, but I mean yeah, again, it's such a are, bullshit lottery yeah. ticket, dude. I hate it so much. There's no like there's just there's no skill to like it's that's not. the thing. And that's the thing with lineup generators. And you know, that's one of the reasons why on our lineup generator we have things like you have to, you know, make certain number of changes to you know to your lineup for it to be legal like that's that you can like take the, stuff from our playbook well no what i'm saying is that's the dk mandate DraftKings mandates that if you have a lineup generator uh the the person has to make like at least two changes in the settings in order to generate a lineup for dk because they say if you don't have to make changes in the settings then you're taking away the skill aspect of it and you're basically you know you're 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 taking away like DFS's claim that it's a skill game and it's not a gam it's not gambling and so you know to have to make those changes in the lineup generator but I'm sorry man you can't tell me that you know these people made multiple changes in the lineup generator and you know all all 50 of them Right here in a row, all you know, still all spit out the same exact lineup. It's bullshit, yeah. dude. And it's a it's a showdown slate, one game, so it's you're gonna have that happen. Yeah, you're gonna have that happen. I just you know what? Yeah, I don't play these. I don't even. I, I got to be honest with you. I don't even use our lineup generator no more. I don't. I don't. I don't believe in using the lineup generator. You know, and it's like. I, I I build my lineups off the playbook and you know, these are the plays that I use and that's just, that's, that's how I do it. And, you know, I mean, if you know, you, you can go to the lot to the generator 
and you can click playbook only or playbook and dartboard uh, and have it generate lineups for you, you know, off of that. Um, but I mean, again, there's just, to me, that's, that's no fun. There's no sport in it. That's, you know, but I guess, yeah, uh, I agree too. Matter. Like you want to have some influence and say over it. Others might say, Hey, I don't care if it's going to give me what I need to win money. I'll take it. So it kind of depends on your outlook, but you do want to have a hand on it and say, Hey, I made that pick. I made that decision. Feels better. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Maybe I'll just enter like one of the dollar contests and I'll just generate 150 lineups off of just the playbook. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. I did all the fucking research. Right. What could possibly go wrong? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable here. Hey, before we continue, I want to give a quick shout out to, uh, Monkey Knife Fight, the DFS site y'all should be playing on, especially playing those prop games. And here's why. <laughs> Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up. And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. All right, Adam. So we, we officially closed the books on week 15. It's time to look ahead to, to week 16 already, especially if you're in the, uh, in the championship. Some interesting situations going on here. I mean, I, I, you know, interesting might be the wrong word, but nevertheless, it's definitely going to affect people. Um, two running back situations. I'm curious as to your, your thoughts. Number one, Jacksonville, uh, an ankle sprain for, for James Robinson. We're still just kind of, you know, waiting to see what happens and, and what he's like, but word is that, uh, it would be Daria Gumbawale, uh, who would step in for, uh, as, as the lead running back and not Divino Zigbo or, I think Raquel Armstead is still on uh, on IR. Yeah, he's, he's had a bad case of the COVID, so he's that's what they were saying. So he's not coming back. Okay, so it's so Ozigbo will end up backing up uh, Ogumba Wale. So you know, all of a sudden, does does that become? Uh, I, I'm not going to say a thing, but I mean, for people who are dealing with, if you lose Robinson, can you uh, turn around and throw Ogumba Wale in there? And then I'll throw one other. Uh, nightmare situation is that basically they've said Todd Gurley is done. 
and that Ito Smith is the lead running back in Atlanta. So how's that for that? So in the realm of that, so 2020, I won my fantasy championship thanks to Daria Gumbawale and Ito Smith. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. I know anything could happen in the NFL. By the way, Todd Gurley's been done for weeks. Like, I don't know why this is a story. I mean, he's he's been splitting with Hill and Ito Smith. He's been phased out of the offense. Basically said, for weeks, don't start him. And, you know, Todd Gurley was completely off this year. And it looked bad early on. But you have to look closely. And basically, Todd Gurley was getting by on touchdowns. And that is something that will never last. It just won't. You can't have only touchdowns and think, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be fine. Because at some point, you stop scoring those touchdowns, and what do you have to fall on? And Gurley had nothing. I mean, he wasn't involved in the passing game. He wasn't picking up big yards. I know uh, Morris said it wasn't because of his knee. I'm sure it probably is. I mean, that was my biggest concern. Can this guy get through an entire season? And you see, you know, the workload hasn't been there. He was getting double-digit carries every week, and then week 11, 8. Week 13, 8. Week 14, 6. And then one last week. I mean, he's just fallen down. And they don't use, they haven't used him in the passing game pretty much all year. Uh, his highest receptions in a game was four. He's had many games with one or zero. So, you know, early on, people were pounding their chest. Oh, Gurley's a great pick because he was scoring all these touchdowns. But he has one game this year of over 100 yards. One. And he's had three games of 20-plus carries. He's been terrible. Uh, he just has nine touchdowns on the season, and they all came early. So I really hope no one was playing Gurley these last few weeks. I mean, I've just buried him in the rankings. I didn't even want to put him in the top 45, but I'm like, eh, I guess I got to put him 40. Look, Ito Smith, the problem is Atlanta's run game has been bad for a couple years now. So, mm-hmm. and, and Brian Hill will still be mixed in. So someone asked me today, Pick up roster Easter Edo Smith. I said, you can roster Edo Smith. You can't start him. Now, I know some people are desperate and maybe they need someone, but I can tell you both those guys probably won't be very high in my rankings at all. Uh, these guys are not, I'm sure they're rostered in most leagues, but obviously Le'Veon Bell, if he's out there, Tony Pollard, Daryl Henderson, with Cam Akers out with the high ankle spring, but I'm sure those guys are rostered in every league. Maybe someone doesn't have Miles Gaskin. Maybe they cut him. I'm assuming he'll be back. But he'll be back. I mean, is he gonna have a share of the carries? Are they gonna are they gonna are they gonna just, you know, I mean, would they give the job right back to Miles Gaskin? Or do they say, listen, Ahmed's been running well and we want to run with him right now? They at least this year. They seem to prefer one back if they can. I know, I know, but two weeks with the COVID for uh, for for Gaskin, well, right? He missed he missed a month, came back on the sixth, and had twenty one carries. So yeah. I mean, it depends. Uh, how did the COVID affect them? You know, we're hearing different stories with everyone. Miles Garrett apparently is still like coughing a lot. I mean, he's out playing. So yeah, I mean, we're gonna have to figure it out and interpret it. And that's kind of risky in week 16. I so, want to know because Miami's playing the Raiders, dude. Yeah. I mean, my guess just seeing on how everything has operated in Miami this year is that Gaskin is going to be the feature back, but it's a not. guess. All right. Well then let me ask you this one here. Who, who would you prioritize 
if you had to pick up a free agent, and the only two that were left were Agunbowale and Ido Smith. Ido Smith. You <laughs> well, he's playing the Chiefs. Jacksonville's going up against Chicago. It's not a great spot for either of them. At no, least Ito I, might, might, might catch some passes. Yeah, Ito will catch some passes. And listen, Kansas City does not defend well against the run. They also don't defend well against running back pass plays. Well, and Atlanta can't run the football. No, that's the problem is that Atlanta can't run the football. And, and, and if the Chiefs win this, they clinch the number one seed. And I would think that they sit some of their guys in week 17 or maybe play a half. I mean, I know there's always the talk of, oh, do you really want to sit your guys and, you know, they don't play for three weeks since the Chiefs would have to buy. But so they're again, and that's for the people who play in week 17, which most people advise against. Uh, but just throwing that out there. But, yeah, I guess it would be Edo Smith just because the offense is better. And, you know, they could always get inside the five. Hand it off to Ito. He scores a touchdown. He could catch three, four passes. You know, Jacksonville, I mean, what are they going to do? I, I know the Bears. Bears are good defensively, not great. Maybe Jacksonville actually shows up, but I guess I would go Ito Smith, especially since, you know, you could see Ozigbo in the mix too. Yeah, well, Agumbawale is not even available. I mean, not Agumbawale. Um, Ito Smith is not available. Yeah, I think he's been picked up over the last couple weeks. I know I picked him up in my holding and wound up dropping him, and then someone else picked him up. Because I said to myself, am I really going to ever start Eo Smith? And I said, no. I'm like, all right, I'm cutting him. I'm in that same boat right now as we speak uh, in the Kings Classic. 14-teamer, auction league, uh, no Eo Smith available. It comes down to the championship. Now, I had or have James Robinson. So I need to uh, I'm going to need to have to make a move here. It's me, me, me versus Corey Parson in the oh, final. My, my boy, Corey. Right. So it's me versus Corey here in the uh, in the finals. I have more bid money than he does. He's got Todd Gurley. He's been starting Gurley. So he's been, oh, that's a 14 team league. Man, he's been starting Gurley and got to the finals. Jeez, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's a 14 team league for you, though. Exactly. It is a 14-team league. So I will just put one more bid dollar uh, on a Goomba Wale. <laughs> just make sure I lock that in. Um, and I will uh, I will leave it as such. Ha, 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 ha. We'll see Very rarely, Adam, do I have the upper hand in bid money at the end of a season. Yeah, I usually... Don't have much left either. Actually, not. Actually, in my home league, I had quite a bit left, but I was eliminated because Sam Hubbard didn't get me. What did I need? 26? You did need you, you needed a lot of points. Yeah, I needed like four sacks, an interception, a touchdown. I knew it was over. So you know what? That the good thing about tonight's game, I had no sweat. I needed I needed Juju needed 30.4 to beat me. It wasn't even close. And then Hubbard needed 26, wasn't close. So I, at least I didn't have a sweat tonight. Next week will be different. I'll definitely yeah, have good, a sweat. Good, good for you. <laughs> well, I mean, I was stressed as hell on Sunday. My goodness, man. The whole day I'm sitting there and like just stressed out as hell. Yeah, dude, so, that was a basket case on Sunday. Oh, dude, Sunday was brutal. One of the, one of the worst 
I, I mean, probably every week they're like it, but yeah, this Sunday was just so bad, just so stressed. <laughs> I'll, bet you, <laughs> I'll bet you the pod was probably more entertaining with like that edge or that, I guess maybe that sense of relief after. Like I was, I was really tired afterwards. Oh, dude, it feels so like, exhausted. It feels like we play in these games when we're watching them. <laughs> it feels that way for sure. It's like, oh man, that was tough out there today. Pl- played seventy plays, took a bunch of hits. It was cold. Like, you just feel absolutely drained after it. <laughs> Let me see. I'm, I'm gonna fantasy actually... football wipes me out. I don't next Monday's Bills Patriots. I believe I don't have any Bills Patriots in the GST. Do I? I don't think so. No, I'm pretty sure I don't. So see, hopefully my opponent doesn't either. So maybe that get well, Sunday's big because I have Aaron Jones and my opponent has Aaron Rodgers and Adams. So that is going to be a big game. Oh, he has Cole Beasley. And Devin Singletary. Okay. I guess I'm sweating that Monday night game. <laughs> on that side Man, uh, I, haven't, I haven't even looked do i have to look at i i mean i i just looked right now at Corey's roster and it didn't even like register with me besides the fact that he had girly i should probably some people, see some people say they don't like to look i think they're full of shit i'm looking oh, i don't care phone. about looking i just no, just he's, he's got he's got some good solid guy look at that justin herbert i like Jonathan, to know what i'm going against what's that I like to know what I'm going against, especially now when down to, you know, I'm down to two championship games. I want to know what my opponents have. I'm, I'm with you, man. Look at this. I'm going up against Justin Herbert, Jonathan Taylor, Calvin Ridley, TJ Hawkinson, Hunter Henry. That's a, that's, that's Solid, a pretty yeah. good crew. Yeah. Hawkinson, worst game of the year last week, I believe. I have him yeah. too. So I need him to rebound. So and that's who, play, yeah. all right. That's the, Tampa. those. Those are the big names I'm going up against there. Now let me uh Jen's team. She's got Derrick Henry. I know that. Yeah, right? and she's gonna have to play Stafford too. She's gonna have to play Stafford. Derrick Henry, Miles Sanders, against uh, Dallas. David Moore, Corey Davis, Russell Gage. How the hell did she get here? Ooh, Derek. <laughs> Oh, you're giving her fodder. You're firing her up, man. She's, I'm going to tell her. Like, you know, Howard would say, how the hell did you get here? Totally. Dude, please. I was going to rename my team Smoke and Mirrors for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe she started more from Seattle. I was like, what? Well, I mean, who else was she going to start? Has Koo, man. She has Wang Hong Koo, man. That dude is like MVP. Yeah. <laughs> she does have Koo, and he is very good. Yeah, she's got. She really doesn't have any options on the bench. She oh, Kittle could be back. She has Kittle. Yeah, <laughs> she could flex him. She could flex him and take more out potentially. But yeah, I mean, look, she got thirty from Waller. I mean, big game from Waller, Woods, and Derrick Henry got her there. I mean, it's amazing. It goes to show you because I'm sure a lot of people on Thursday who started Derrick Carr, um, done. Uh, it happened to Jen. She had two point six five from Carr. And she found a way to win against the team with the most points in the league. So that's why we always say, just get in the playoffs. Anything could happen. And you see it. I mean, in, in this GST league, the top two seeds are out. You're, she's the three, you're the four. So the three and the four are playing uh-huh. in mine. It's two and six. Right? Oh, even six? better. Yeah, I think, I think the post was the six, right? 
yeah, they were the six. There you go. Gotta love it. Gotta love tripping up those top seeds. I uh, I dedicated a song to to poor truck on the show today. Poor my, truck. What's that? I said poor truck. At least he ca- at least he cashed for having the best record. Yeah, he cashes for having the best record. That's nice. Definitely. Sure, sure, sure. Definitely. Uh, I just I I want to I want to win this whole thing. Now I got his, his team. What's that? His team was smoking mirrors. He had the seventh most points in the league and had the best record. I know. I know. I had the second most points in the league and I had the you know terrible record. Oh, I have a scenario for you. If Jen comes to you and says, Hey Howard, let's split the pot, what are you gonna say? Oh uh, no, no. You're gonna say no? Yeah, I, I I never I don't chop like that. Okay. I, I hate that. I really I, I hate that. Well, I would it, never I would <laughs> never propose it to anyone. Yeah, me neither. <clears throat> Excuse me. Never. Never in a million. Oh, no. I will say this, though. I think it was two years ago. I was playing a good friend in my home league in the finals. And he's like, hey, man, I really need the money. Would you you want to just split it? And I'm like, I said yes, only because he's a good friend that was going through a tough time and said he needed the money. So I did it. And you know what happened in the final? I lost. (laughs) (laughs) So... There's your karma coming back and helping you out. But if it was, if it's proposed to me, I'll think about it, but I will never propose it to anyone. I just won't. It's not in me. I don't, it's not something I want to do. Actually. And the year I beat truck, he came to me and he said, you want to do 75, 25? I said, okay. I mean, if somebody comes to me and they're like really hard up for the money, then then okay fine you know like i mean then hold on, then hold, I, hold on. i'm gonna texting jen right now come up with a sob story to howard no i'm just <laughs> <laughs> sob story to howard and he'll take care of, you know <laughs> tell tell howard you really need the money split the propose splitting the pot he won't say no <laughs> but I, I i'm with you though i will i will never propose it to anyone it's just not in me um, it's not in me either. And it's not even about the money. Like, that's the thing. It's not even about the money. It's just about, uh, you know, I just, I want to play this out, right? This is, you know, this is the whole thing. This is what it's all about. This is what we do. You know, again, this is why I hate, like, you know, uh, fence these, like, you know, pay everybody out. Yeah, right? I, I can't then stand it becomes, that, man. Then it becomes all about the money and there's no, like, spirit of competition. Like the whole motivation for that, where it's like, well, I want to keep people invested. Fuck that, bro. If that's what they need, I don't want them in my league, man. Like, come on, man. What do we got to do? Dangle a dollar here, two dollars here for everyone? I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, you know, you, there shouldn't be 75 payouts. There just shouldn't be. No, there definitely shouldn't be. There shouldn't be. I mean, you know, in, in GST, the way you do it with best record, um, you know, most points and then each, you know, league winner and then the big prize for the overall, um, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm fine with that because, you know, you're giving those like, you know, those final incentives, but like, well, like he, weekly here, payouts for the high score. Yeah, no, I'm never doing that. He, but here's the thing why I do it. Okay. So Billy Hayes had the most points, right? Yep. He was knocked out in the semis. If I didn't have that payout for him, he would have won nothing this year. Like, how's that fair? He had the most points in the league. He should get something for that. In case he doesn't make it, 
And same thing with Truck, even though Truck, again, shouldn't have had the best record. And he knows it. He got lucky. But he got a payout for it. So at least they got so something. He got paid, so he got paid for being lucky. And Billy Hayes got paid for being unlucky. Well, how was Billy Hayes unlucky? He had the most points. He just lost to Jen because the Steelers took a shit (laughs) on Monday Night Football. I can't. If you would have said the Steelers, I think they scored two points, their defense in our league. I mean, that is just. Did they even have a sack tonight? No, I don't think they They, did. Maybe one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they did. They did. See, here's, you know, again. And they didn't throw, though. He had 13 pass attempts. This game, this game set up so. Yeah, so he didn't throw an. Oh, he sacked twice, no interceptions. Right, but they allow well, twenty-seven the, points. The defense starts off with twelve, and right. every time they give up points. So when they ended up giving up twenty-seven points, it was like boom, that's down at zero. Now you're not getting any points to for your defense, so you do have to rely on the sacks and the turnovers. And it just they just didn't have that. I mean, two points is is vomitous. And I that's think- why when I was sweating it with uh, with truck yesterday because. Uh, you know, I knew that anytime Jarvis Landry did something good, right? It was, you know, if he got into the end zone, it was at the expense of the Giants' defense, and so I knew that that, you know, that point total was going down. So, like, you know, it was harder for him to actually catch up to me uh, because of the uh, because of you know Landry's points negating the uh, the Giants. Yeah, and the same thing for me. I had the Cleveland defense, so I was ecstatic that the Giants kept. Going for it and not going for field goals. I was like, oh, thank you. (laughs) So bad. (laughs) Giants been in the red zone 17 times tonight and they've scored it once. Yeah, that was great. It's ridiculous. It was nuts. It was nuts. So, well, good job to everybody out there. If you made it through, congratulations. Championship week coming up. It's uh, exciting stuff. It's very exciting stuff. It is, and now uh, it, this week's like golf. We have a four-day sweat. We do, oh man, right again that Christmas Day game, and having to make those decisions, having to make decisions on the Friday. I mean, it's just so not. It's just not right. Well, it's better than Thursday, which we're used to the whole year. I yeah, it is. You're you're a thousand percent right. It's definitely better. But, but yeah, but you might be for like, you might not let me see the situation. I mean, no one really cares about New England next week, right? You're not going to wait for Damien Harris or anyone. Buffalo, John Brown could be back, but I don't know how many people will want to play him in week 16. And then again, I don't know if, the, if they say he's healthy and he practices all week in that offense. Um, and Gilmore's out for New England. So, and New England's done. Is there any injuries on Green Bay or Tennessee we're waiting around for? I mean, Jamal Williams is hurt, but no one's starting him. That only helps Aaron Jones. Tennessee has no injuries. Like, what's the big injury that we're waiting for? The big injury? Well, we're waiting to see if Zeke is going to play or not. Oh, yeah. And they play 4.25 p.m. Yeah, that is a big one because Pollard, the people who have Pollard really want Zeke out. Yeah, 100%. and I think if you have Zeke and Pollard, you want Zeke out. He must have heard my rant last week and said, <laughs> "If this guy's going to rank me outside the top twenty, I'm not going to play." Uh, and then the other situation, or something, I was just remembering. Well, Acres is we hurt. know He's we know out. Acres is out. 
Yeah. Oh, Antonio Gibson. Is he going to play? And Christian McCaffrey, same game. One o'clock Sunday. Are both those guys coming back? Is McCaffrey Joe Mixon could. coming back? I don't think so. Why? If you're the Bengals, why would you bring Joe Mixon back? You sign him to a big deal. What's the point of bringing him back? There is no reason to bring it back, and I don't think that they do bring him back. But listen, people are people are yammering about it. You might as like you're you're asking who could possibly come back, right? Uh, you know, I think he's the least likely of the names we mentioned. But uh, any, oh, obviously James Robinson. That's Sunday at one o'clock. Uh, James Connor Sunday at one o'clock. They said during the broadcast that Connor was close. And they even speculated, could Mike Tomlin have said, well, we can get by this game without him? And they were like, nah, probably not. Like James Conner is anything of an asset right now anyway, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's one to watch. So yeah, a lot of the injuries, I guess, are on Sunday. Saturday, uh, is Stafford going to play? I mean, he, I would think so with his toughness, but he did lead the game in the fourth quarter, took a big hit. That's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I don't think Kenny um, Holiday is coming back, but most moster. Yeah, that's another one. Moster, I guess. And I guess he was getting tweets because he tweeted something. The, the, the level of a players expressing disdain for fantasy the last couple of weeks is really disturbing. And we've said it numerous times. We don't need to go into this a lot. But again, don't tweet at the players or DM them. You don't do any good to our game. It's just I don't I, I understand why they're mad. Imagine you're like getting all the, you're hurt and you get these DMs. Oh, you screwed me in the championship. Like, why are you doing that? What, what does that accomplish? What does it accomplish? It, it makes zero sense. It doesn't accomplish anything. It's got to stop. And I know people in the industry are saying this. I know we have endlessly. I've said it for years. When is it going to stop? I mean, that's, but this goes back to the whole social media. There's no accountability. People are high behind a, an icon. They don't even put their real stuff. And then they, they say whatever they want. There's no accountability there. They would Like these players say, say it in my face. There's no way they would do it. We all know it. I'm looking through Raheem Mostert's timeline right now. It's just, he tweeted something today. Well, it's... it's did you see crazy. it or did he delete it? Well, no, I mean, so this was all like nine hours ago. People really think they're big and bad with these Twitter fingers. Do you really think players get hurt on purpose? Like, we want to spend months in rehab not doing what we love. Uh, the next tweet is, the, the disrespect is out of control. Uh, the next tweet is, and for the millionth time, players don't care about your fantasy football team. This is our real life. And the next tweet is, bottom line is, be respectful to everyone. Always, disrespect gets you nowhere. I mean, he's completely right, man. I don't understand. And I don't. I don't understand why people continue to do this crap, man. I just don't. And I, look, we've all been burned. We've all had the people tonight needed it. two points, three points from Eric Ebron. He got hurt. What are you gonna do? He got hurt. It's a physical game. It happens, man. Leave these guys alone. I don't. I can't believe we're still having this discussion. But then again, as you'll tell me, why are you surprised? That's people. And yes, you are correct. But it's gotta. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to stop, man. It's just, I can't believe people do this. It makes zero sense. It you really makes me. zero sense. You got hurt. Like, really? You think these guys want to get hurt? You really think so? Their careers are short. There's incentives to play for. They want to win games. Come on, man. And look, I could sit here next week and say, well, this guy got hurt. It cost me the championship. Yeah, I'm going to be upset about it. 
I'm not going to tweet at the players. I'm not going to curse them out, send them a DM. I'm just going to sit here in this podcast and whine about it to Howard. That's all. <laughs> that's, that's what we're here for, right? You know, same thing. Call us up when we're on SiriusXM and whine to us. Vent there. Don't at the players, man. I, I just boggles my mind. Boggles my mind. Um, it boggles, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, again, people are just, uh, people suck, dude. I'm just that. That's it, man. And you know, and and for those people out there who are really cool, and listen, I've met some some unbelievably cool people through this industry. I mean, it's been it's been fantastic. I'm not even talking just people who work in the industry. I'm talking about people who have like you know, oh, I listen to you on the radio, or you know, and oh, I've been following your. You know, I've got people who have been following me since I first started writing over at Fangraphs. I mean, that, you know, years and years ago. I mean, people have been following me me for, you know, 15, 20 years now. Um, and I've met some amazing people along the way. But overall, I have to tell you, like just people in general in this world are just they're they're so unbelievably stupid. There's just there's there is mass stupidity where people just they they think that they can just do whatever they want and act however they want because there are no consequences. There are zero consequences for tweeting at a player, telling him that he's a piece of shit because he got hurt and didn't have a good game and, and you lost your fantasy team. There's zero consequences for sending that tweet. If that dude was uh was like at the stadium and said it out loud and was like talking like for real like that, then he'd get his ass beat. And that, which means that he wouldn't say anything like that. But when Unless there's zero there consequences, like a bunch of security between him and the player, he might be bold enough to say. Probably not. But I'm just saying. But if he's face to face with no one around, he ain't saying shit. He yeah, but you know what? what? A fan, that. a fan walking behind him and hearing him say that would be like, shut the fuck up and just jack him up in the side of the head. Yeah. Like that's the thing. There's so when there are zero consequences for your action, and this is everywhere in the world. This isn't just. I mean, this is why you know, in my opinion, that social media is a, is a complete cesspool. It really oh, is true, because- man. It 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 you see it all the time. Uh, these people just think they can say anything uh, because they know nothing's going to happen. They nothing's going to happen. They won't do it in person. Again, they're hiding. It is Twitter fingers. It is hiding behind a keyboard. They would never say these things in person to their face. Never. And listen, and I've had, you know, and and I'll I'll say this. We've had trolls in the uh, in the chat over at Fantasy Alarm pissing and moaning if, you know, it's like a bad DFS day or something. Right. And, And immediately I just, you know, when I see that, I've seen them like trolling other people. And well, I mean, I know if Cheyenne Bailey doesn't step in and beat the snot out of this person verbally. You know, I chime in and I say something to the person and all of a sudden the person's like, like, you know, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I'm just blowing off steam, blah, blah, blah. Uh, why are you why are you apologizing to me? Go apologize to the to the analyst. You just belittled for like 20 minutes. What? Because I'm because he's being he's taking the high road and not fa- fighting with you. And I come back here and I tell you, stop being an asshole. And now all of a sudden you're apologetic. You know, I don't know. Maybe they think that I can just, you know, or that I'm just going to revoke their access to fancy, which I would. I mean, you know, if I really felt compelled to do it, I would just be like, get this person out of here. It's just not worth it. And, you know, here, I'll refund your money and take, you know, take your subscription, go shove it up your ass. But again, if there are no consequences, then then just 
ah, it's just this, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I don't even want to say it's this generation of, of people right now. I'm not saying it's it's, because it's everybody. Like you get like old people. It just sucks. It just, it sucks because fantasy is such a great game. And we have players in other sports that play fantasy football. I know a lot of baseball players who play and it's a great game and it brings you close. It just brings more people together, but there's always like anything in life, a few bad people who ruin things. And the players are going to think, wow, this is the majority of fantasy players when it's not the truth, but that's what they see. So it just sucks. And I guess maybe it's more amplified because we're in the playoffs, I guess. I mean, I know it goes on every week, but I've just seen it more over the last week or so. Obviously, the Josh Jacobs was a big story. I mean, but he that's a different story because of what he did, where that's really where people are upset because he misled people by saying, oh, yeah, I'm not playing today an hour before the game. That's a totally different story. He still shouldn't get bad messages and everything. You want to slam him for it and say he was wrong? Fine. But I'm thinking that all those messages led to him doing that. And he was wrong for that. That doesn't make what he did correct. But Mostert clearly was a situation where he got hurt, left the game early. And I'm sure a lot of people were giving him shit about it. I mean, again, stop, man. I, I just uh, – I, we, we have this conversation way too much. I feel like this has been going on like every year for like, I don't know, five, six, seven years now, especially as social media has grown. And mm-hmm. especially since you have access to these players mm-hmm. on, through social media where you can just send them something and they see it. Very disheartening. Very disheartening. So the moral of the story is stop fucking tweeting at players. Stop it. Anytime you want to tweet at a player something mean, nasty, you tweet it to me, at RotoBuzzGuy. You tweet it to Adam, at Adam Rotors. We'll spar with you. Well, I'll happily spar with you. If it means you're not going to tweet at a player uh, and, and really and ruin this and just absolutely ruin this because, you know, I mean, we, we were, co- you know, it's so funny, like our channel and, you know, and having Jim Bowden uh, with Fantasy Alarm has been huge because, you know, we've been able to carve out these relationships with players and managers via Jim that they understand that Fantasy Alarm people aren't here to, to, to roast them or anything like that. We want to just talk about our fantasy teams and, and what the, these players are doing on the field. Like, that's it. We just want to, you know, we're not here to like grill you if if. We're not going to request an interview if you're hitting, you know, if you're if if you're batting 122 with zero home runs and an RBI. Guess what? You're the last fucking person I want to interview, right? So, so understand we're not coming at you. I mean, it's just it's it's crazy. It's crazy, and stupid people are going to fuck it up for the rest of us. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about too, because we're just seeing a lot of negative stuff lately, and. The majority are not like that. As always, there's always a few people who ruin things for everyone else. And it was really disheartening to see Mostert go off like that, which means he got a lot of messages and tweets. Yeah. And then and then, you know, that people in the middle of all of that were like trying to like, you know, not defend Mostert, but try and just tell the person to go fuck themselves to shut the hell up. And to tweet at the player, sorry that you have to go through it and stuff like that. 
Like the problem is that the player doesn't even, like, I don't even know how much the player pays attention to that. You oh, know, of the course. player's just yeah. getting pissed off because he's getting railed by this, you know, these this one or two trolls, three or four trolls, whatever it is. And and the the hundreds of other tweets of people being like, don't listen to them, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're you're you know, it's just it's it's crazy. It's really, really biting the relationship in the ass. Yeah, it really does suck. It really does. And I I hope it ends, but doesn't seem like it will. Mm-mm. All right. Well, on that note there, the disappointment that the world is. (laughs) We'll come back tomorrow. We're going to catch up on more injury news, everything, get you guys primed and ready because obviously uh, Christmas Eve, there is uh, not going to be a a pod. And then it's Christmas Day on Friday. So uh, we'll make sure that we get you guys all squared away and ready for week number 16. Uh, That's going to do it for us here at the Annie Up. I'm Howard Bender. For Adam Ronis, we'll catch you next time.